What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another episode of The Stew on this podcast. Uh, as you probably know, right now for these uh, next couple episodes, I'm sharing with you an, uh, a conversation, an interview that I did with a couple of guys over at The Rival Podcast, uh, really all about the Metaverse Church. And many of you know that I work as a virtual reality pastor with the church that I'm at right now. So I just love the conversation that these guys invited me into and I uh, just love, you know, just all the different stuff that we explored in that conversation. And again, this is a conversation that took place way back in uh, May here, 2022. So in this episode, you can hear us talking about theology uh, with the disciples in the Bible use VR if it was available to them during their day. You'll hear us talk about positive and negative effects. And uh, whether or not if VR is possibly moving humanity backwards. And so, uh, once again, thank you for listening. As always, be sure to su- subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, rate and review. Share it with others. And all that being said, let's dive into part two of Into the Metaverse. Right. I'm wondering because I think a lot of people might be thinking, and honestly, I kind of have had the thought in the past when I heard about a VR church, uh, that it's so kind of on the fringe of everything, like as far as a way of doing church, that I think uh, it makes me wonder about where your theology is. <laughs> like if your approach to church is on the fringe, then perhaps your theology is on the fringe too. So I'm wondering if you would just talk a little bit. I'm sure that what you're doing in the virtual space is reflecting what you guys are doing at your actual physical church location, which you've said um, here a couple times actually that they're similar even in, in appearance and things like that. So I'm assuming the theology of the doctrine is the same. So tell me a little bit about your home church, the church that is actually putting this on, like denomination or doctrine or those sorts of things um, just so that we know the message uh, that you're spreading out there in the in the virtual world yeah so um, we are a non-denominational church and um, really one of our core values is that we'll do anything short of sin in order to reach the lost Um, and so that's where this came into play of us doing virtual reality Um, and really the heartbeat of who we are at Lakeland is, I mean, plastered um, everywhere is our mission statement where we just tell people like we exist to lead people to follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus and commit to the mission of Jesus. And all that is well and good. We love that. But it's the add on to our mission here uh, in the next part that this is really what drives us as a church. We do all this because lives are at stake. And we know that Mm -hmm. we know people who like lives are at stake within the virtual world, within the real world. So we're chasing after uh, any platform that we can in order to do that, help people follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus and commit to that mission of Jesus. Yeah. And I think that that's really cool because I have had this kind of conversation with people before where if you were to go, you know, people have, I think at every advent of a new technology, someone somewhere along the way has kind of scoffed at it. 
Um, and I had always thought, you know, I was like, if Paul, you know, the apostle, the one of the greatest evangelists the world has ever known, if not the greatest evangelist, uh, knew of a television, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he would be like, wait a second, you're telling me you can point this little camera thing at me and then it will put this feed and my face and this message will go out to millions of people. I can talk to millions of people by talking to this one camera that he certainly that Paul would take advantage of television technology, that he would take advantage of radio technology, that he would take advantage of the internet, and now even coming into, you know, this era of VR, um, you know, I don't know how Paul would feel about VR, but I feel like he <laughs> might, with with his heart in the right place, reaching people with the gospel and saying, wow, there's people that are going to be on the other end of this VR headset thing here. I can go in there and they can see a version of me and I can, you know, give them the truth. I think that, I think that he would do that. Um, and it's just very interesting, I think, that as, uh, you know, technology continues to progress, people are always resistant of it but i mean i think so long as you are actually communicating the gospel message to people it doesn't matter in what form you're doing it now i would hope as you know a pastor myself that all of this would lead to you would start encouraging people to get plugged in and connected with people in a real physical tangible sort of space and things like that um and i don't know if that's part of your mission i know you're talking about getting connected on discord and uh, you know even for the people who might be you know scoffing at that idea it's like there are facebook communities of people you know who are being ministered to and all of these things you're not too far from a lot that's already happening so um are you encouraging people to kind of like uh, as it continues to grow and expand to start getting connected with people in kind of a real life space you know we haven't really taken that deep dive to encourage that um just because for a lot of the people that we are coming across this is their community um this is how i mean i it's weird i i just recently get this the vr campus pastor just recently watched ready player one for the very first time last week <laughs> wow okay a little now late to the game there it. i know uh it really tells you everything that you need to know about my my opinion of vr you know two years ago but um you know like i know of churches that are doing virtual reality and they do like these family meetups where they encourage people and they invite people from their vr campus their vr experience to go to the physical church that way it's just this i I love the idea man i think they call it family reunion um is the name of it but the the whole Mm. idea is like get to know the other family members that are a part of this church that are in this expression of it. So, you know, if somebody were to come up to me, you know, like we, like I would say that our VR campus is a legitimate campus. It's a legitimate church. There are people that have come in that they're like, they've told us I'm not comfortable going back into a real building yet due to health concerns, or I can, I can't due to, you know, um, health reasons or whatever and so this is their ability to find community i and i've told people like if we would if we legitimize the idea that um church online platform and facebook can be a way for people to attend church and get plugged into community like we we were doing we do online small groups and stuff like that like if we if we say that that's legitimate then we have to say that 
our VR campus is your church. And if this is what you want to call and this is where you want to call home, uh, your church, then welcome. We're glad that you're here. If you want us to help you find a physical church to be a part of, we'll help you with that too. But, um, if your primary lane is VR, welcome home. Yeah. You know, I, that is a great kind of segue. I'm going to sort of ramble on for a second about some of the, the deep thinking that I've read and that I've done myself. And I'd be interested in hearing uh, your thoughts on it. Um, sort of on that, on, on, the, on the same rails that you're, you're kind of talking about here and the, the sort of foundation of Chris's question, this idea that we, we are moving and have moved as a, I would say, as a species on this planet that meeting online, doing things online, interacting online, building relationships online uh, is, you know, you could kind of boil it down to the reality of two separate human consciousnesses interacting in what I think is widely accepted as a real way. I mean, look, we're, we're all millennials around here. We, we remember what the world was like before before the computers took over and <laughs> when social media first came around uh you know multi uh especially massively multiplayer online gaming came around and these communities uh would form and online interactions were for a long time considered just like literally not real like, oh, that's on the internet. That's not real life. Or, oh, that's Facebook. That's not real life. Or that's a video game. That's not real life. You know, and our, we were... So I was a big gamer as a kid. And uh, I remember just feeling that my online friends were sometimes closer to me than my real friends and all this sort of thing. It was a very real experience. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. world has moved into a place now where... It's generally accepted by the, the sort of social trends and forces of our society that, yeah, you know, online is the real world. It may look different. It may feel different. It might, uh, you might interact differently with people, but it's the real world. I mean, stuff that happens on Twitter is news, <laughs> you know, is reported as news. Uh, stuff that happens on online and in different forums you know, is considered real life now. And I think a lot of people take that for granted. Uh, in the early days, that was, it was considered like an alternate universe that didn't matter and was a waste of time. Now, it's widely accepted that whatever happens online is totally real, can be important, not all of it, of course. Uh, but there's, you're, you're still working with the interactions between what I'm just going to say is consciousness is, you know, you have two humans connecting in a way that is not physical. Now, a lot of people will say that, you know, a lot of spirituality is, you know, physical. There's, there's a lot of um, importance, theological importance to the body and, and, and the physical realm and being and doing and, you know that that type of uh, that type of thing. It, it may be considered sort of old-fashioned, or it may be considered, uh, you know, maybe more of a a deeper 
connective, you know, creation to creation type of uh, connectivity that you can't get online. And I think that's where, whether they think about it or not, I think that's where a lot of the hesitation about uh, VR church or metaverse church or just the metaverse in general which is as we've moved into this time that we recognize that, you know, the internet is still reality. Uh, I think the fear is that the metaverse is sort of the next step in that it may become more important than reality or more engaging or more um, addicting or, you know, it, it, it has this potential where uh, it has... It, it has endless possibilities and you can experience things that you can never experience in the real, in the real world. And I think <laughs> there's a fear there that just like uh, kind of what Chris's question alluded to, that there's sort of a replacement. Um, and in that replacement, we would lose something. We could lose something important. You think about sort of a lot of the, the ancient theology, the rabbinical theologies, things like this, like the body was very important. Um, and I think maybe people m might consider the metaverse sort of like a, a threat to that. What are your mm. thoughts? So Dr. Chris was talking about, um, well, here's you know, just a wondering to, you know, are you inviting well, people into physical space, I guess? Right, 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 right. But he was talking about earlier that he, you know, uh, the idea of would Paul use Facebook? Would Paul use television? Would Paul use, you know, all these uh, platforms that are available today? And what's funny, you know, uh, Basil, to even think about your question is, Man, I think Paul totally would have taken advantage of all those things. But I think Paul would have been looking for somebody to disciple more so in those areas in order to continue the kingdom advancement, right? So yeah. who who on who in television world could Paul uh who would be who would be the Timothy? for Paul in the television world? Who would be the Timothy in VR? Who would be the Timothy in Facebook um, in order for Paul to continue pouring into these guys as they're going and pouring into others? And I think that's where, like, <sighs> I think the threat of losing the, the connection to each other, the realness to each other, I think if you have the mind, the mindset of this is a, this is a, a, a mountain to climb over, like this is a problem. Um, I see where that tension lies, but going back to what I said earlier, man, the idea of being able to spread seeds of hope all around the world for the family, for the, for the person that hopped into our VR event, if that person can get trained up to be a disciple, like if they were to continue coming to Lakeland VR campus or get plugged into Discord and become a disciple and they're so sold out for Jesus, then that becomes the opportunity to for them to be uh, hope spreaders in all the places that they go to in real life, right? right. Within their families, within their workspace, yeah, within yeah. all of that. So I think that it's more of a added to um, than something that's taking over. Yeah. And I totally get that fear. Um, again, especially if you watch like Ready Player One, 
Like that totally feeds into that fear. Like the whole bodysuit idea that you can feel things. Like if, if you're in a boxing game, somebody punches you in the gut, you can feel it in the gut. Like that totally takes like things to a whole new level. Um, but I think we just have to have this perspective shift of, man, this isn't something that's taken away from, but it's creating the opportunities to add to what we've been called to do to go make disciples of all nations. Sounds yeah. like something I like, Mark Zuckerberg would say, Stuart. <laughs> um, I like where you went with that. And then kind of in addition to Basil's just previous thought where, you know, he was talking about the fact that there is a while the Internet feels fake, you know, while it feels, you know, like something that is in, intangible, uh, it is real, you know, and there are real kinds of. Um, what, whatever, there's real people on the other side, there are real effects that happen because of it, the real news, you know, comes through all of these different things, and I started thinking about it in, like, the negative sense, and then particularly from a Christian perspective, that we have had this, you know, epidemic of pornography, um, you know, over the years, and pornography is something that, you know, uh, I, I don't know what the percentages are, but I don't know that anybody is, you know, purchasing magazines in, you know, DVDs anymore or whatever uh -huh. the, the form used to be. Now the form for pornography is you can pull it up on your phone, you know, at, at the drop of a hat anytime you want it. And we talk about very much how there are real implications to this thing that you're doing where you're never seeing this person you're never having any contact with this person but we as pastors as spiritual leaders um, as parents as whoever we are are saying there are very real consequences to this thing that is happening in this quote-unquote virtual space you know this person that you're never actually coming into contact with there is a real spiritual experience that is happening and in the instance of pornography it's obviously very negative all of the effects are bad and adverse however i was just thinking about it as basil was talking about it that while we will recognize that there are real effects in that negative sense of pornography i was starting to think what about the positive effects that might be coming from these different sorts of things if we're saying that pornography in the spiritual can have a detrimental effect you know to your life then why not the engagement in a virtual space with people you know who are um believers and in, in sharing uh things that are beneficial spiritually why might that not also have a real effect in a person's life? And then your response to that, I thought, was beautiful. And I'm just kind of, you know, bringing the two together for myself here, as a lot of these things I'm thinking about, honestly, for the first time right now. But you said these things that are happening in the virtual space are having physical manifestations in their lives, that these people that you're engaging with in a virtual space are taking this back to their real life families and their jobs and those sorts of things. So, um I'm continuing to, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can to build to build a case for you and the work that you're doing because I had <laughs> talked about a couple people, uh, talked to a couple people about the fact that we were having you on and it was mostly just met with, I mean, people just kind of like being very skeptical, very critical and, you know, again, even in my own heart, I'm kind of like, I mean, I don't know, like, is there, do we need this? Is there value to this? But really, you know, the more I think about it, I'm thinking, shoot. I mean, why not? <laughs> right. Why not? It seems like if you can reach a person through an avenue, uh, then do it. And it seems that there are, as as we've said here, uh, all of us at this point now, the things that happen in a virtual space have actual, you know, kind of uh, real world ramifications. Right. And, you know, I, 
I'll recognize this. You are a lovely man, and from what I can gather, <laughs> you've got the heart of a real servant and pastor. Uh, and you've, you know, you, you're looking at this apostolic evangelist. It, was that going somewhere else? You're looking, <laughs> or was that just that was just it? I didn't know if you were, you left it like you might have had more to say. Oh, I'm. So, did I disappear? Did you guys hear me? You, uh, yeah. You said he's a real lovely man with the heart of a pastor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Sorry. Okay, I, yeah. I'm. I think my brain just glitched or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Uh, so it's, you've, in response to my question, you, you bring it down to really a very personal level with the individuals and their interactions with what you guys are, are, are doing. And I think that's undeniable. I think your, your points are undeniable. I think that there is in the crowd of skeptics to this whole conversation, my feeling is that it is not necessarily that there cannot be individual value or successes uh, in the ministry. In fact, I, I think it's a total net positive uh, as far as your, the, as far as the organization, the church, um, and you know also your, the impact that you are able to uh, exact on the kingdom of God here on earth, which is wonderful. I think the people who are skeptical or many of the people who are skeptical, I think they're looking at it from, from a much higher altitude, like a 30,000 foot view, uh, which, which does not necessarily include the individual that walks in uh, to, mm. your, to your service or to your metaverse. I think a lot of the worries come from, as we've seen the internet be considered more real, I think a lot of people would agree that it hasn't necessarily had like a net positive on the world. I, I think that I think that people feel like uh, you know the internet, while it has so many wonderful things, it has it has shifted what it is, what it means to have a human experience in this life so much that it's unrecognizable from even ten or fifteen years ago, um, and when they think of the metaverse and they follow the trajectory that we've just seen, you know, the regular internet follow where it completely takes over the human experience for a lot of people, uh, whether they are, whether that's a positive thing, perhaps like in the instance of someone who, uh, has a medical condition and they cannot leave their bed, the internet uh, represents freedom. However, there are kids and teens and people growing up, uh, who are not bedridden and yet the internet completely consumes their lives and has some very negative effects and uh, you know following that logic out I think there's a lot of things in society that we can point out that the internet at least has introduced more stress than ever hmm. before and has impacts on society that have, uh, you know, that really stress people out and make them yearn for the, the olden days and make people like me, you know, to, like move out <laughs> into the desert away from, away from things. Um, ironically, the internet being the easiest way for me to interact with society now. 
and so I think they apply that same logic to the metaverse where it's like, yeah, you know, on an individual level, it may represent freedom to a lot of people who don't have the same abilities in the physical world. Uh, but on the other, other hand, there may be perfectly fine teenagers who have the potential to make friends and participate in sports and grow up uh, with good social skills. And yet there is this lure, there is this draw to an easier reality, an easier way of life, which is you just pop on the old VR headset and the universe is at your fingertips and interacting in what would traditionally be considered, you know, a normal human life or existence becomes less and less attractive. And you expand that out on a society wide scale, much like you know, with your Ready Player One uh, experience movie, which I think a, a lot of the, the VR skeptics are fans of that movie, or at least reference it continually. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think it is a very real concern that like, hey, we've seen what internet has done to society and what it's done to people's brains and specifically, you know, young people's brains and their expectations for themselves and their body and their social interactions and their likes and their follows and their relationship with their parents and the content that they suddenly have access to which may not be beneficial in the way that we hope and it's not so much that the idea of ministry happening in the metaverse is a bad thing but it is that the the church committing to uh, being in the metaverse and lending credibility to the idea that we can get everything, including uh, a spiritual experience within the metaverse, uh, that will move society in a direction um, in a way that just people don't like. You know, we, we all understand the, the possible dystopia that is all of us living in our little pods, our VR pods with our feeding <laughs> tubes hooked up to the Amazon uh, nutrient slurry subscription. And we spend our lives in our VR pods in the metaverse. And yes, some of us uh, follow Jesus and try to live out his teachings and follow his example within some bizarro uh you know alternate realm almost almost akin you could almost say even metaphysically or philosophically you know the metaverse could be considered a type of realm a a, a step closer to a f spiritual type realm and us be trapped mm -hmm. in some sort of corporatocracy hellscape <laughs> i think that's like the the broadening of it and the idea that it that the church uh would in some way play a part in that decline or that perceived decline not everybody needs to see it as a decline but i think these people do um is hurtful to them huh. you know was that enough rambling to inspire some sort of <laughs> response? <laughs> no, yeah, so that I, was so good. So I just, I generally, I, I don't want to make this necessarily in this moment about you or Lake 
Lakeland Church, Lakeland.Church, yep. or about your ministry or that in general. But I want to recognize that people's fears are not necessarily like, keep Jesus out of the metaverse. <laughs> That's useless. Uh, I think it's more like, you know, people who have li lived long enough to see where this could go um, are, are, are not as excited about the church um, lending it a sort of credibility mm -hmm. or playing a part in that. Yeah. Um, man. And I totally get that. We're, great ramble. Thank you. Great, great thank ramble. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, he specializes in it. It is my yeah. main skill. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it's interesting though. Um, as somebody who is playing in that environment, I don't know that I see it as the church is giving credibility to it as more as others are, uh, uh, how do I want to say it? Others are already pushing for that to be a credible thing. And the church is just finding their way of reaching those who are already there. Um, you know, and it's everything that we've already talked about, but yeah. if people are going to, if people are going to claim that the metaverse is where they live, then that forces the church to go to the new mission field and reach those mm. people. All right, so that's it for this week's episode. I hope that you took a lot out of it. I hope that it was just as fun for you to listen to it as it was for me to be a part of that conversation. Um, hopefully that's what you're hearing is that I, I was having a lot of fun with this conversation with these guys, especially with uh, some of those great, great rambles that were going on in there, some of those soapboxes that you heard really all three parties get on at one point in time. So um, again, We'll be back again next week with the third installment of this Into the Metaverse. So as always, have a blessed week. and I'll see you next week for the Stew on This podcast. Thank you for listening to the Stew on This podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for future episodes. Thank you again for listening and God bless.